Hello, this is Reverend John Harfouche, and you're listening to the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. We have a message for you today from Apostle Dr. Christian Harfouche. For more information, live broadcasts, and video teachings, connect with us online at globalrevival.com and join us every week for the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. I am a believer. I have an alert mind, a receptive spirit, an attentive heart, and active faith. My life is full of energy. I know that God has something for me today, and I will not leave without it. What I receive today will change my life forever. Now, if you believe it, lift your hands and shout the victory like you've never shouted the victory before. You may be seated, and I'm going to uh, obey the direction of the Lord today in ministering to you. I want to welcome you to the Miracle School or we can call it the supernatural training time. And the reason we call it the miracle school of the prophet is because the apostle Paul makes it clear in his sacred scriptures, uh, his epistles, his teaching, that when we minister orally with a voice to people, when we speak as ministers of God, He says, if we speak only in languages, in tongues, all together and there is no interpretation, there will be no edification or uplifting. My purpose in life is not only to reach the world. That's the highest thing is to make sure someone slides into eternity. How many know that, you know, when when people get born of God, they're going to heaven. And and, and, uh, we know that sometimes the enemy goes immediately, actually all the time, the enemy, which we do not magnify, do we? But we don't ignore either. You know, some people don't like you to talk about the devil. You know, if you don't talk about the devil, how are you going to expose him to cast him out? And so my father in the faith, Lester Summerall, um, heard of me because of our deliverance ministry. Dr. Norville Hayes was taught about casting out devils by Dr. Summerall. Didn't cast them out by ignoring them. And we could go down the line. You ignore the devil, he doesn't have to leave. And, and so actually... Um, we say the devil we're talking about evil spirits we're talking about even um, distorted information because even now in the world I don't want to go too deep but in the world there are sounds that your ears can't hear and those sounds that have been developed and are in the world Some of them are designed to negatively harm you. That's why it's very important to know what you believe. 
And when you believe the Lord lives in you, and you believe that his presence protects you, that he garrisons round about them that love him, then you don't have to worry about sounds you don't hear or anything like that. And when an attitude rises up in your life to tempt you to be different than a good God kind of person, you'll just cast it off of you and move on in consistency with the agreement of the character you know you inherited in God. Are you, are you listening? And you keep that. You keep that regardless of how you feel. But when you keep that, then you start feeling an agreement with that. Because whomsoever we acknowledge manifests. When we say the Lord is here. My God, there's nothing in this world that could stop us from standing for the Lord. So, so my job is not only to reach people. And, and so I'll give you an example. We, we, we have our crusades and we have our meetings. The greatest miracle, yes, is real genuine new birth or birth from above. And statistically speaking, um, um, among the, the entire Christian world, the older a person gets, the harder it is to, in the natural, to convert them or change them. And of course, sometimes a lot of people, deathbed experiences are very, you know, how when you're this close to the other, you're like, who Jesus? <laughs> and hopefully there's a Christian there. How many of you know what I'm talking? I know that from even relatives. Like my, my uncle was led to the Lord um, by my mother, you know, just hours before he went home to be with the Lord. So on, on his, his hospital bed. So it's not a fiction and many, many other stories. But I was told from ever since seminary, ever since the course, ever since, since everything, that the older a person gets, the harder it is for them to give it all to Jesus. And, and so the, the point is you've got to lead people to the Lord. How many understand? Yeah. But, the, but the second thing is, you want to edify. That's what I was talking about. When you, when you want to upbuild, you want to edify, you want to uplift, and you want to, uh, you want to impillar people. That's a Bible word. I'm going to teach in FCD next week, and I'll, I'll have a, a good time with the people. With Impillared means to stand fastened, firm in the strength of the Lord. You want to give people that ability to do that through the ability of God. And so this is Bible because if they're not, they're going to be what? Tossed here and there. Why are they tossed and they're Christians? Well, someone reached them, but no one sufficiently taught them or maybe they chose not to be taught. But when you're taught and you're anchored and you're firm, and you're growing and you're getting over differences and coming into agreements into the word of the living God into his big purpose his eternal purpose for humanity then you do not get rocked with the, with the winds that blow wrong doctrine to toss you here and there does that make sense? now I remember I was in Port Elizabeth, South Africa 
And we did three weeks. We, I, took 13, I took actually 18 people to, to South Africa in crusade at, uh, at, uh, at Port Elizabeth. We advertised it nationally. And uh, we were in a, a 3,000 seater. And every day, every week, we did eight meetings. Multiply that by three. 24. Isn't that right? 24 meetings, every gathering. I had about 300 people led to the Lord. Every gathering. And before they could get out of the meeting, they were baptized in the baptismal by the pastoral team. And some people think baptism is just a sign. But when you see those people crying out with a loud voice as those devils leave them, and every, every pastor worth his salt around the world will tell you, that if a Christian gives their heart to the Lord, if they can baptize them within the first several weeks, every chain that used to bind them, whether it was demonic, whether it was cultic, or whether it was addiction, it'll break off their life. Come on, somebody. And some of you have been in our baptisms. How many of you know it's not a normal sight? We've had visitors come in. I, in in twenty four eleven, I had, is that okay if I minister to you, Paul? Apostle, let me go back. Edification. The apostle Paul said, "If I speak in tongues, you won't understand. But if I speak in prophecy, revelation, doctrine, or knowledge, that will build you." Does that make sense? So. Now the subject matter is in the name of the school. It's a supernatural time together. So I'm going to talk to your spirit. So that you won't leave just with a head note. You'll leave with a living fire. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And... Um, and so those four things, streams, are very necessary for you as a spirit uh, creature. Eternally, not only a spirit that lives in a body, but in the resurrection or in the last day. How many believe we may be the people that we who are alive and remain? So if we remain to the coming of the Lord, then this mortal will put on immortality well where is immortality immortality dwelleth in the light well who is the light of the world Christ is the light of the world who did he call us he said you are the light of the world so where's the light of the world in a measure he lives on the inside of us but as he grows in us eventually who's in you will swallow the entirety of what is feeble in your life and this physical will put on immortality this this corruptible will put on incorruption so that there will be a change there, there will be a change so some of us who may be here and remain will, will become completely uh, spiritually physical or physically spiritual immortal like the Lord rose from the dead but then those who are asleep in Christ will not prevent them 
that are alive. And so the dead in Christ will what? Will rise what? So we know that, don't we? So if I, if I minister to you and I'm, I'm ministering to your spirit, I'm ministering to your entire being. Because I'm ministering to your spirit, I'm ministering to your soul that's, that, 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 that has the ability to make a decision to be spiritual. And I'm ministering to your body that has an ability to choose not to be carnal. Because your mind is made up about serving the Holy One, allowing this physical to be sensitive to the power of Almighty God. Not dull, not numb. You, You may be seated. So I'm told, Christian... You better listen. <laughs> I'm told at that time it's hard, almost impossible to get a hold of someone in their 70s or 80s or 90s and convert them to God in it. And so I, I, couldn't, I couldn't relate to that immediately. Didn't matter the statistics to me. Because statistics are based on, on, on you know, <laughs> if we, you know, statistics are different than God. Jesus wasn't the normal man. He was the super. He is the supernatural man. So statistically speaking, Jesus was the only one in the entire nation that was the one. Then all of a sudden, after that. 120 were acting like the one. Then after that, 3,000 were acting like the one. After that, 5,000 were acting like the one. No, none of them became exactly as he is in every area, never sinning. But everybody reflected enough light to prove he's not dead, he's alive. And he does not regenerate common people with an attitude that think that nothing moves them. He calls you and I to expect to receive from God via his spirit and via his ministries. Glory to God. And so I remember in, in, in Port Elizabeth... Uh, you know, eight services, eight services, eight services. I actually got on a plane on, on, on one Saturday after the meeting, flew over to Durban. My friend, um, uh, Dr. Fred Roberts, who's now with the Lord, um, who they've all been in everybody's meetings. Um, the, the pastor of the church I was at, his mother was... In Smith Wigglesworth's meeting, she got up, started running around in my meeting, shouting, saying, I haven't felt this since Wigglesworth was here. So, you know, you could, you could do whatever you want with this. You're in a good school today. Yeah. 
and, and, and so I flew over to Durban and um, my, my friend Fred Roberts there and, and, I, and, he, and I ministered for him on Sunday and, uh, and I received an offering and I gave it, I gave it to the church. I gave, him to, gave it to the ministry. I said, I just came here to bless you. And, and he was very, very impressed by that because, you know, that's a very important part of the world and they've hosted everybody. So they've hosted everybody and, and no one had been directed by the Lord to do that maybe. But um, I went back. So within those weeks, one of the weeks was American Thanksgiving. Is Thanksgiving an American holiday? But, but Christian thanksgiving is a daily thing, right? <laughs> Giving thanks to God always. Come on. Hallelujah. But thanksgiving, we celebrate it here. Our family, and we have members here that bring us some stuff. And I'm serious, right? And we celebrate it because we give thanks to God. And we give thanks to also what he's done for the people of this beautiful land. Well, they tried to do a Thanksgiving dinner for us there. And, you know, they didn't have turkey or whatever they had. So it was, it was a very good effort because we, what we did is we only went advertising two weeks nationally and then the Lord kept moving. And so many miracles, so many healings, so many salvations, we extended now, remember, everything we're doing is at the cost of our ministry. So we foot the bill for everything. This is how we do what we do. And actually, even the, the, aside from the tithe and offerings for the church, this meeting is already paid for by the ministry. I'm going to give you another chance to get excited. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, come here. I'm, uh, you're not going to miss this. You can come. Oh, okay. I didn't see you. Man. Christy, lay hands on her and just... Did you see that, Christian? I just wanted to minister to... The, I was teaching and I was walking... In, in the in the in the meet, and we have a floor level, and we we have um, we have side levels like that in the in the auditorium, and then we have a balcony. The entire place is is full every day, and 24 meetings. Every time I ask the question, how many of you are here for the first time? 60 percent of the congregation was there for the first time. So you could see the salvations were not repetitions. They were new people. That's just one story. And I walked up to a man, and he looked like the oldest man I'd ever seen in my life. 
No, I'm serious because I remember it like it was now. I, I'm walking, I'm talking, I'm teaching, and I, and I happen to look at him. And when I looked at him, all of this, this stuff that I refused to believe. I refused to believe. I said, well, when you get a particular age, and that man was sitting there like, like he's not moved by anything or whatever. And I looked at him and I thought, that, this looks like an oldest man. And, and their faith rose up in me. And I said, you know, kind of, I don't know if I said this, but I felt like, oh, we're going to do something here. So I said to him, I said, are you a Christian? He said, no, sir. I said, you, you know, you haven't accepted Jesus into your heart? He said, no. I said, would you like to right now? He said, sure. I said, come on up here. Nobody there knows what I'm doing. But I'm knocking over a sacred cow. There's nobody too young and there's nobody too old. There is nobody too old. Age does not play a factor in the call of Almighty God. Hallelujah. And so, so, he, he, he wasn't that old, really. Maybe early 70s, but he probably had had a very hard life. And he gave his life to the Lord just as sure as anything. He was slain in the spirit. He was uh, prayed for. He was filled with the Holy Ghost. He prayed in other tongues. And it wasn't because he was suffering and dying or whatever the case might be. It was because he was sitting on the front row not knowing what all this is. But when the question was posed, he had to make a decision whether this is not God or this is God. So he said, this is God or this is God. I got to go right. This is God. And, uh, and so he accepted the Lord. But our, our, my job as a, as a sent one from the Lord, Dr. Robbins' ministry along with me, our family, our team, our students, our National Miracle Institute graduates, and our pastors, members, and friends. Their greatest thing is not just, 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 just birthing people into the kingdom of God and leaving them unlearned so they can become targets to be picked up by picked off by the adversary our mission goes beyond introducing people to the Lord it is to is to, to educate to impart to empower to equip hallelujah it's not to just get people started. It is to keep them on the path. It's for them to finish their course. For them to keep the faith. Can you hear me back there? Well, jump up to your feet. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. You, you may be seated. And so it's wonderful, wonderful that someone could walk in. Actually, in, in Bangor, Maine, where we had 305 documented miracles, including two HIV positive 
cases healed. We had one man that had seven different um, um, arthritis conditions as well as a diabetic condition that completely paralyzed him. He, he had these uh, metal shoes on that go all the way up here to hold his legs so he can walk with a cane. And in the middle of one of my meetings, when one of the four-hour meetings where I just stood on the platform and said, next, next. And people came and one woman, they took her out of the van, took her out of the wheelchair, took her neck brace off. That was a hard neck brace. She had a metal plate on her back or neck, and I didn't know. People want to make healing only relevant to the medical field. If only the medical field is in charge of healing, the real doctors will all agree there are some things they just can't do anything about. That's where God comes in. I got some believers in here. some people that believe that he's not only the savior of your soul, he's the healer of your body, he's the keeper of your mind, he's the elevator of your soul he's the supplier of your life, hallelujah glory, glory, glory and um and they brought to me the, this, this, this woman, and I had no idea, but the, her problem was in her neck and back. She's completely, probably, uh, um, you know, herniated and de- degenerative bone disease. You, you, I know you guys don't want to sit down because you're going to jump up right away. <laughs> I'm chip pro tatalamande. Kinyato te teleman bambende kidishte. Praise the Lord forever. Praise God forevermore. And, um, and the gift of faith and working of miracles was in that gathering. It lasted a, a number of hours of nothing but next, 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 I just had the Lord, by his grace, put a measure of continuity in gift of faith and working of miracles that never lifted. So it really didn't matter what I was facing. Does that make sense? I, so, so she comes in and she has a, a metal plate in her neck. I don't know that. I don't even know she had a, a prescribed medically neck, neck brace. Daughter, are you here for FCD? Woo! And, um, and I didn't know they kept the wheelchair in the van. So you understand this woman is being brought up. I, I don't know what's, what's wrong with her. And um, so I grab her neck. Grab, I grab her neck. And I just go like that. And that woman brought a baggie later about that, that much medication 
about $4,500 a year she was on medication. Came and threw it on the, on the altar. The, the metal plate dissolved. Her entire body was healed by the power of God. So, so that word, that word getting out, a man came off of the, you know, he was actually uh, not planning to come to the meeting. He drove up to the meeting and before he could get in, the power had gone in the parking lot. He took that, that, that metal stuff off his legs and walked to the front and handed them to me. Praise the Lord. Totally healed of all of the different kinds of arthritis and the diabetic condition that affected his ability to walk. Now the Lord brought that to my spirit because two weeks later, he went home to be with the Lord. So before he went home to be with the Lord, he was healed and gave his life to Jesus at an age. At an age when you shouldn't be pliable to the things of God. There's no such thing. But once we give our life to the Lord, we should not walk in darkness. We should learn the truth. We should live in faith. We should stand in authority. We should walk in power. And we do. You may be seated. And every time, listen, the more meetings we have corporately, the stronger the anointing gets. This is what the enemy is after. He wants you feeling like you're just you and the Lord. And thank God for what Pastor Christie said, never alone. You're never alone. His presence is with you. And when you're, when you're with us, you're with us. And when we're with you, we're with you. There is no distance, glory be to God, because of geography. The presence of the healer, the almighty God, whom we serve, is with us through the agency of the almighty Holy Spirit. We call upon the name of Jesus. We will not be ashamed. There is a name given under heaven whereby we must all be saved, healed, blessed, delivered, rescued. Hallelujah. And made whole. And when we call on the name of the Lord in faith, not as if he's far away saying, Jesus, no, 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 not we're saying come down, not that we're saying come up, but the word himself is near me in my heart and in my mouth. That's the word of faith which we preach. He's bringing you out. It doesn't matter what circumstance of confinement you're in or diagnosis you're in. He's bringing you out. 
You may be seated. When we were in Chicago, Illinois, and the Spirit of God, can I preach to you out of vision? If I see it in my heart, I'm, I'm in that meeting. So I'm going to share with you what I'm seeing. No notes today. Don't take notes. Your best days are on you. Your soberest hour is available to you. Your strongest moment is available to you. God has a mission for your lives. New energy and new vitality and new 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 youth. And uh, we're in the middle of a worship service, and uh, it's um, it's my meeting. The worship team is not my team at the time, but they're a great worship team. But it's my meeting, so the liberty was already done. I was already released the moment, prophet, the moment the Lord leads you, step out. And so I, what, what I did is I stepped out while music was going on, and I, a blind person, a blind woman I think it was, but I'm not sure. But I remember what happened, because people told me they saw it with their eyes. What I did is the person was across the platform, barely made it up the platform. And, I, and, and, and I, the Lord moved me. And I released through the gift of faith that rose up in me, God, the manifestation of the faith of God. And I said, power, when I did, the power of God went and just rippled like, and hit that person. And their blind eyes were completely open. People with their eyes said to me, when you did that, we saw the earth itself on the platform ripple like a wave all the way till it got to that person and hit him. There is a power greater than the limitations of earth working with the body of Christ and the redeemed of the Lord. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Sometimes visible things or people that see um, with their eyes open something happen. Uh, that is beyond the miracle alone is a miracle, right? <laughs> but, but it's also for their faith. Because too often we have been directly or indirectly developing our faith or confidence, hit someone say confidence, in the so-called real world. So where the rubber meets the road. We almost build our confidence in how, 
how real earth is versus the superiority of the spiritual over the natural. So when someone sees with their eyes, glory be to God. Amen. And so it's not new, right? It's not new for people to see. People, people in the word of God saw the earth crack open. People fall into it and the earth close. That'll help your faith. You'll be like... Immediately. You'll be a bon bar rojo kadisho. Immediately. It's like, thank God. Amen. I'm, I'm walking. And you'll be stepping on earth. You'll be like, I want to make sure that this is going to hold up. See, before you, you were sure it's going to hold you up. But then when you saw with your eyes, well, you're like, oh. So in the word of God, and we won't go to all the records, it, it, people with their eyes saw some things. Of course, you and I do not need uh, visual evidence before we believe uh, scripture or promise. Thank you. Am I telling the truth? You love my ministry, don't you? Run up here real quick. You, yeah, come here. Because you love the Lord. Both of you can come, yeah. Because bless the both of you. Lift your hands to the Lord. Father, I thank you. This man is not going to end this week the way he started this week. There's an impartation coming upon his life stronger than ever before. Lord, this is one of yours. You're chosen. You're chosen. My God, my God, my God. Now, I, I, I'm going to tell you something I saw when probably I was around maybe five six or seven years old it wasn't that big you, you know it, it was big but it really it was personal it was only later when God called me to preach that I realized it meant double double fulfillment how many understand what double fulfillment is and so that means a the scripture in the Bible prophesies something. It's talking about the time is coming and now is. So Jesus says the time is coming and now is. When what? When all that are in the grave will hear the voices of the Son of God and they that hear shall live. And now is what? Now I'm raising the dead by the direction of heaven. So you see what I mean? So what's a hundredfold? Are you listening to me? Is at least thirtyfold. And so I remember, and, and um, uh, as a child, coming home from church with mom and dad on, I believe it, it would be um, 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 either a resurrection um, uh, service, a resurrection uh, meeting. Uh, I'm getting high. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
I would fan myself, but I don't do that. And, um, or it, it may have been a, um, a secret service, um, like the uh, Last Supper, we, you would call it in the Western church. It's the secret supper because it wasn't the Last Supper. How many of you know Jesus ate, ate with us after that? Anyway. <laughs> Amen. And so we came home. It was like two in the morning. And my father didn't have his key. It was just mom, dad, and myself. My other brother, the eldest brother, was in Europe. My, my, my second brother, um, uh, August, was asleep. My dad didn't have the key. So we're, we're there trying to get into our apartment. It's on the third floor. And he has no key. So he takes out a... Takes out a little, little one of those Swiss knives, and uh, you want to say something? Say yeah. Close. Close. And so he tries to mess with the door. It's not going to do anything. So we couldn't go anywhere. We ha- they knew uh, the people on the top floor. They were friends with him. We went up, knocked. Of course, I think people, you know, at 2 o'clock in the morning, they're not going to open the door. Or maybe they, they're like, you know, you're on your own, you know. I don't know. I was there. We went up the elevator. They beat on the door and knocked on the door. Nobody opened. And then they came back, and we're standing there. And I hear my mother, just, she says, Lord, she said, not for my sake, but for the boy's sake. What's the name of the boy? But for the boy's sake. And with my eyes, I saw the door go, and we walked in, turned on the lights, nobody there. Only later do I find out that it wasn't about that night. That the Lord says, when I want a door open for you, I open a door that no man can shut. Nobody can lock you out. When I send you to educate my people, no religion, no denomination, no opposition, no persecution, no kind of politics, no evil intention can keep you from going through an open door to minister salvation, deliverance, impartation, Change to my people. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. And so, so you can see, Dr. Robert, that I didn't have to build my faith on that experience that happened when I was a kid. 
But I can add that to the promise of God because I saw it with my natural eyes. Had nothing to do with it. Nobody had anything to do with it. It was an angelic aid from God, but it was not just to get us into the house that night. It's to show us that when God wants to, to get in or to get out, no one can... that the Lord has brought that back to my remembrance to tell you the circumstances that are anti God's will in your life are going to break and you're coming out of the limitations coming out of the opposition coming out of the disappointment coming out of the pain or the affliction you're coming out somebody shout and we in America and we all over the world are also coming in to manifestation of the end time promises coming in to 100 fold coming in to 100% victory 100% of the time coming in to the unity of the faith and of the, coming in You're coming in. God didn't just open the door for me. God's opened the door for this ministry. God's opened the door for you. God's opened the door for his people. God's opened the door for his church. God has opened the door for the willing. God's opened the door for the yielded. God's opened the door for the obedient. Shout the victory. Glory, 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 glory. Glory, 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 glory. You may be seated. I love you. He loves you. He loves you more than, than you can understand. And I can understand the meaning of that word. Compassion, love is a person. God 
is love. Faith works by love. Faith works by God. The reason for faith is that you won't need to settle for an earthly crutch. You won't have to, you won't need to just only have earthly securities. You won't need to just merely have what earth can supply you with. Because if the most high who has always been and ever will be never became and was not created loves you with the ultimate infinite in insurpassable love that compassion that love worketh faith and faith performs in your life faith cannot fail when the love of God is mobilizing faith faith is the answer the all-inclusive answer just as there's a saving faith there's a healing faith there's a prospering faith there's there there is a there is a revelational faith there is a doctrinal faith there, there, there is a word understanding faith and there's a translation faith there there's a faith there's a faith to live and there's a faith sometimes to make up your mind and leave I know many people I can name the name of one very wonderful friend of ours that has reached the world with the power of God and um, he had made up his mind um, that you may sit down if you if you want to but I'm, I'm not going to share names I'm not going to share names because I don't I want to be fair to the families and I want to be fair to the people of God and their reputation and what they told me in private are you listening but but you know there is a faith to go home and be with the Lord now don't use that you can you see see you know don't use that faith unless the Lord is telling you do you understand what I'm saying what how do you know when, what I finished my course I, I'm now ready to be poured or ready to you know go but the original word is poured out I'm ready to be offered hallelujah in other words no one's taken this the time of my launching is at hand I fought a good fight I finished the course my course I've kept the faith so if you have not finished your course and I have reason to believe none of us have then stand up and live your course right the love of God has been shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost to renew you to restore you to equip you to impact you See, sometimes, but I want you to know, listen, stay on your feet, because many of us, uh, our ministry, we have, we've seen so, so many, we've seen wonderful examples that agree with us, then we've seen wonderful examples that um, went home to be with the Lord, some, uh, it was tragic, others, it was divine, and so you have to understand the difference, otherwise you could live in misery and sorrow for somebody who made up a decision to, to, and one of my dearest generals in the faith, a friend of mine, people don't know this, but I'm going to make it short. I'm going to make it short. His entire life was to minister the gospel, preach it as it is, and was known for miracles, signs, and wonders, etc. 
And then one day, he, he called, and I'm going to stop. He knew, he knew that there was a day that there were certain things getting done um, to organize a change in the way that he would minister and live. Is that vague enough? And when he found that out, he told his assistant to go out and do some things for him in opposition to that. And then he walked into his restroom and then he, in the bathroom, prayed. He opened the bathroom door, came out, and some of the family members had walked in. He looked at them and just went like that and went home to be with the Lord. Nobody takes your life from you. But when it's time to go, go in the God way. Are you listening to me? And right now, I'll break the power of every sorrow, every feeling of loss, every weakness, every feeling of being alone, every feeling of, of being disappointed. And I resurrect by the power of the word of the living God, faith, hope, and charity or love in your life to work right now. And the greatest of these is love. I feel somebody's getting ready to run in this place. Somebody's getting ready to run in this place. I feel the power of God. I feel the power of God. from the top of your head to the soles of your feet see no one will tell you that story and I will never share it again probably no one knows who it is are you listening to me but it's very important to know the man of God knew by by God what was taking place out here and shared it with his friend are you listening to me and sent his assistant and then at the, at the, what are the odds that at the moment the family walked in, at the moment the assistant walked in, they get to look at him. He had the final say-so. And it was, I don't have to put up with this. My God, I feel the power of the Holy Ghost. I feel the power of the Holy Ghost. I feel the power of the Holy Spirit. My God! My God! So sometimes, sometimes we have to have insight. How many understand? We have to have the insight. And understand that since there is no such thing as death to the Christian, we have to have insight, allow the Lord to give us insight as to why some things happen. And so often people write books and say things and talk, talk, and it's nonsense because they don't have insight. But when you have insight of what really happened, are you listening to me? 
then you could also be happy. Does that make sense? And, um, and um, understand that the Lord never called anyone to be imprisoned by the circumstance. No, no one is called to be imprisoned by the circumstance. We have a God that opens the door for you that no man can shut. He'll open it without a key because he is the key. My God. My God. My God. And the same, the same God that sent, sent, sent his angel when Peter was, was, was on the schedule to be martyred and, they, and, and sleep, asleep between soldiers. And there's 16 soldiers to keep him in the ward. Are you listening to me? But he had a word from the Lord that said, when you're old, when you're old, they're going to take you. And he knew he wasn't old yet. So he just went and took a nap because he knew when you know your mission is not over, when you know that God has a purpose for you, when you know that you are FCD and I am, when you know... When you know you're going to be here. When you know there's a recovery. When you know there's an incline. When you know there's an acceleration. When you know there's a performance. Your faith is not down here tangled up in what's loosed and what's down. Your faith is connected to the Lord that is with you. Who loves you beyond description. And the angel hit him. Dr. Carey, he hit him and said, said, Kephas, Peter, get up. Get up, put on your sandals. Can you imagine receiving such simple directions from heaven? You're going somewhere. Put on your sandals, gird yourself, put your robe on you. And then they walked out. You know, you know it. But watch, when they got out there past everybody, the iron gate of the city open to him of his own accord even iron clad will give in to God word my God the church is coming the army of the Lord is coming believers are coming in the name above every name The help of God is coming to your home. The contracts are coming to your business. The settlements are in your favor. The inheritance is released. The court case is won. You know, this is pretty, pretty heavenly, this atmosphere. If anyone believes 
that we should not go by what we feel. It's we, the people of God, the people of faith. And my students know that I teach and taught you how to go by faith, not by what you feel. But you should have also been at the lesson that taught you how to feel when the presence of God is there. So if you can sit in this and be numb, this is very close to what heaven will be like. Don't be numb to the presence of God. Don't, don't be a thermometer, a Christian that walks in to visit the, the, the ministry that is spearheading the will of God on earth in order to test whether or not your thermometer accepts that anointing. Your thermometer is broken. You, 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 need to, you need to replace it with a thermostat. Because I've come, to, I've come to get rid of the glaciers that have iced you. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I've come to melt the ice in your life. How many join me today to melt the ice cap off? equipping in nature baptism of fire baptism of power upon ordinary men and women to bring the excellence and the extraordinary nature of almighty God into operation in the lives of believers and you're gonna you're gonna go beyond we can all pray for the sick no 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 you can go beyond that we just we don't just Pray for the sick. We cast out sickness. We don't. We don't just pray. We pray in faith, nothing wavering. We operate in the gifts of God. We have endowments from heaven available to us, and we're not going to neglect what God is giving. We're not going to belittle what God is giving. Shout the victory. Glory, 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 glory. God.
You may be seated for a moment. I won't keep you before the break. I'll, I'll, I'll allow us um, a little bit time to have a break, I believe. Is that, is that supposed to be a... Um, a um, no, no, just stay where you are. Don't do nothing. I, I want us to look at 1 Corinthians... And um, chapter 2. And uh, just because of what, what I just uh, shared, I might as well just say this. Um, first century discipleship. I didn't know who you were there for a minute. I thought, who is this woman running up here? I was expecting a check. <laughs> and um, I, I shared with you, and so I might as well just share it. Um, when uh, Dr. Cirillo and um, how many FCD do we have here? Shout. Okay, let's bring it down. First century disciples that have been in, in private sessions. Shout out loud. Okay. And um, the only reason that I'm I am released or, or felt I would take into consideration the advice to teach first century faith, which is like a step up to a bridge between International Miracle Institute and first century discipleship, which actually belongs to people that are educated enough in the word of God because when you sit in that atmosphere you could easily misunderstand what's being said then you can go out and you'd say doctor said this that or the other when you didn't how many understand what I'm talking about when doc teaches 25 30 hours in a week and you can't take notes it goes into your spirit if you're not taught the fundamentals of I am I, identity, authority, God, man, great faith, all, for, all, all the years necessary. If you're not taught to the level of the God, man, or the, the indwelling and all that, you're going to probably misunderstand, especially um, pastors and leaders from different nations around the world whose in, English may not be as quick to grasp. Does that make sense? And um, when I start flowing in, in first century discipleship teaching and um, people don't take notes, you, so people have to qualify. In other words, they have to be trained to do that. So that's all we did from 2011 
to um, on, I would do about five a year and uh, be about 50 or 40 or so leaders and people in them. And um, sometimes I'd do eight FCDs a week for century discipleship sessions. And right now, today, there are leaders of movements all over the world that their school, their curriculum, and everything is birthed out of first century discipleship. But Dr. Cirillo and, and, and Teresa and Dr. Robin and I went away together and um, spent a week together. And then after that, I spent about a weekend at his house with, with Dr. Robin. And um, I just told him everything that happened in November of 2011 when the Spirit of God came and rested upon the entire family. And God melted in my spirit. All of those years of ministry and, and the so-called uh, subject matters into what the Lord said to me would be imperative to fulfill the priestly prayer of the Lord that we call the priestly prayer. That they will all be one even as we are one. That does not mean the church changes its doctrine. That means the church comes into agreement with the word of the living God. And we stand as one voice for the Lord. Unfortunately, there are too many people that are a voice for themselves only. And so after sharing with him that, he said to me, he said, Christian, and um, he said, you need to teach this in public. And I said, well, I can't teach this in public because the public is made up of so many different levels of uh, Christian walks. You bring someone who's been born again two weeks. Does that make sense? A perfect example is Christian here. He's, what, two months old? Are you giving him steak? So, so it's, it's, it's the same in the spirit. Same in the spirit. And, and, he, and um, he said, I, I know that. He said a lot of what the Lord has given me in the past, I could, I, could, I could just give in part. He said, but you, you, you need to bring some of it out. I said, what I'll do is I'll, I'll bring out one IMI plus. And that's called first century faith. And that's where the first century faith curriculum was birthed, where I opened it up to the entire global church, made it available to the world so that people can understand and uh, it would be on record. So if someone said, doctor said, all you have to do is go back to the record and you'll find whether or not doctor said. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And, um, and he said to me, he said, you are the only one I know that is carrying this word for the world right now. And you need to let it. You need to let it out. And the only reason I shared that is because of this dear man. You, he, he had been with um, Dr. Cirillo for almost 20 years. And uh, MC's a great friend of ours. Amen. You know, I'm not having conversations with him. 
but he's alive. How many understand? R.W. Schambach and, and Norval Hayes are good friends of mine. I'm not having conversations with them, but they're good friends of mine. I know it sounds weird because you're used to saying were. As if they expired. No, no, no one in God expires. Amen. The the part of the the part of the family in heaven. So so in in some of our teaching we've we we do FCF first century faith in our teaching. This is what you receive. Like for instance, last Sunday morning was a little mini FCF. Or, or the week before that. Isn't that right? Yes. All right. Look with me, please, at uh, the first epistle to the Corinthians. In his first epistle to the Corinthians, the Apostle Paul writes, can I stop here? We can see that in his first letter, inspired, without error, scripture epistle. How many believe that? He is saying to them, clearly, I've been with you before. So in the first epistle is not the first letter that they got from Paul. It said, here, I'm Paul, the apostle. Learn this. Right. No, there were personal visits. Are you listening? Yes. And he tells them. He tells them later, some of you are carnal. You're, you're divided among personalities that the church has entrusted you with. You know, Kephas and Barnabas and Apollos and, and, and Paul, they're all authorized by the, the body of Christ. How many understand that? That the church of Jerusalem knew them all. And the church of Antioch knew. And if they went, they went with, with company. And so there wasn't people running around coming in through windows and acting like they're, you know, whatever. This was the initiation. This was the origin. This is why we can count on what is in the sacred scriptures. So the apostle Paul tells them he had been with them because he says, I have planted Apollos watered. God gives the increase. So when he said, who is Cephas? And who is so and so? He wasn't saying they're nobody. He was saying, who are they other than ministers? Or servants that served you like a waiter waits on you at a table. Or a cook cooks for you the meal in the kitchen. They're delivering to you what they've received from the Lord. So that you could receive that appreciated. And give honor to the Lord for anointing them to give you that. 
He wasn't saying they're nobodies. He was saying that the glory doesn't go to them, but through your thanksgiving for what they delivered. The point is that this was after personal appearances, ministry, teaching by not only the apostle Paul, but other apostles that came to the Corinthian church to and to follow up on what? The salvation, to follow up on the baptism, to follow up on the dwelling of the Holy Spirit and give them the fundamentals, and the foundations of the Christian faith that they could stand upon. Isn't that right? Yes. How many think we could find it in the word of God? Yes. Your hands on the keys and shout. believe you can find it in the word of God so now watch this and my speech now of course let me start with the beginning and I brethren when I came to you okay so that that means before I'm sending you this epistle I was with you. I had a revival there. I had a move of God there. I had a training school there. I had an FCD there. I had an IMI there. I had a, I had a, I had a time there. My meetings are so long. Even if people are sitting up and they fall down and die, I just go down, fall on them and say, trouble not yourself. And I come up and break bread and preach a little more. And then Eutychus rises from the dead. I don't have a problem, Paul said. I'm not ruled by time. When I came to you, so we know that that that's a, this, this is a um, uh, a confirmation. This first epistle is a confirmation. This also first epistle is edification. This first epistle is revelation, and this first epistle has in it rebuke. How many understand? And correction. So it's got why is it just generic rebuke? No, circumstances that were developing there had to be corrected. How many of you know that problems repeat themselves? So 2,000 years later doesn't mean this doesn't apply to you. You're, you're not challenged by anything new. That Your enemy has nothing new to invent. Amen. If, 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 if the devil hears what, what God said yay to, he's going to say nay to. That's all. So the more you know about the yay of God, the more you need to say yay, yay. And truly, truly. Amen. That's why you repeat it. Because you're leaving no place for the enemy to contradict what God has said. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he did it, he does it. He's doing it. And will do it. Glory. I won't take long. Please follow me and my speech and my preaching was not with the enticing words of man's wisdom is that right yes. but what the demonstration of the of power. so and my speech and my preaching when when I came to you so my speech and my preaching was not with the enticing words of man's wisdom but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. Notice the demonstration of the spirit and of power is with the speech and the preaching. 
So there's no way to write an inspired epistle and not carry into its declaration the demonstration of the Spirit and of power. I believe with all of my heart. And I've experienced it over and over and over and over and over again. Whenever I'm looking at the sacred scriptures and all of a sudden it's like God laid his hands on me. You can get drunk reading the Bible. You can get filled with the Holy Ghost reading the Bible. But you got to read the Bible the right way. Some people read in the Greek and some people read in this, that, or the other. But when you read in the Holy Ghost and you read with sound doctrine. This is a loaded word. Hallelujah. And there is absolutely no justification for a million and one interpretations of sound doctrine. Other than the fact that the devil has successfully divided what God has intended to unite. But there is a remedy. God is uniting the body into the ultimate vision of reaching, teaching, educating, elevating, and establishing. His people in the earth shout, shout, with the voice of triumph, shout with the voice of Shout with the voice of triumph. Shout with the voice of praise. Shout unto God with the victory. Hey, hey. You may be seated. Stay with me. Do you believe the Lord sent me to you? My speech and my preaching was not with the enticing words of men's wisdom, but but with demonstration of the spirit and of power, that your faith should not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Now, now this this verse there, verse um, um, verse five proves that the faith of the body of Christ, the faith of the believer, the faith of the team ministry, the faith of the Christian should not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Proves it. Proves. So, so if the day of the power of God is over with, then the day of the faith of the Christian is over with because the faith of the Christian can't rest in a powerful word. So we read the Bible historically instead of read, reading the Bible presently. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many are glad Paul is still preaching? How many are glad Jesus is still preaching? And actually, how many of us are ministers? Shout. And did we not at one time or another or, or very often say the Lord said, and we're quoting what, what, what is in, in the epistle of Paul or the epistle of, uh, or in, 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 in uh, uh, Luke the physician's book of Acts or, or in, in James or in First or Second Peter. Didn't we do that? Yeah. The Lord said. Yeah. 
Because we understand that none of them wrote by the, the, by the wisdom of man, but by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Now we differentiate also between what the Lord said and what the apostles that are published in the word of God uh, said. Because that is confirmation. When you put that much confirmation, you can't just go and you just tell, well, you know, the, the disciples just twisted Jesus' teaching, some religions say, and, um, and, and, and made him uh, different than what he said. Well, that's ridiculous because by the time the scriptures were finished, which is almost 30 years, and in the case of John the Beloved, maybe 40 years after Christ ascended, there were thousands upon thousands of people that were eyewitnesses of the apostles and the disciples' works. There were hundreds that were eyewitnesses of the resurrection. There were people that hated Christ that could not deny the fact that the soldiers were slain, the stone was rolled away, and he rose again from the dead. Are you listening to me? So this confirmation is not something that 12 people or 9 people or 15 people got together and wrote a book in order to deceive the world. This is known throughout the world. Before we had all of the epistles available to us, we were already written by the finger of God and declaring by the life of the resurrected one. We, hey! Before Paul wrote an epistle or was recorded in the book of Acts, he turned around and said to the sorcerer, You child of the devil, full of all subtlety and mischief, will you not cease to pervert the right ways of God? Behold, the hand of God is upon you, or the Lord is upon you, and you will be blind, not seeing the sun for a season. He said it verbally, and it carried the evidence that Jesus is alive. Glory. Before it was recorded in the Acts of the Apostles and before the Gospels were even written, Peter said, is this all the money? How is it that Satan has filled your heart to lie to the Holy Ghost? I'm not bringing that up for any reason other than once Ananias and Sapphira were dealt with an entire city and an entire region feared God and had respect for the apostles and no one would dare sneak in and pretend to be a Christian but laid the sick in the streets that perhaps the shadow of Peter will pass on them. Glory, glory, glory. So at that time, people weren't saying, get that Bible out of here. At that time, they're saying, oh, those are the people. Whoo, those are the people. And they came from every city. They brought the sick, laid them in the streets. So that, that general vicinity of presence. Are you listening to me? So thank God we have the Holy Scriptures today. But they're not given to us to contradict the reality of God. I'm going to say that on this side. The Holy Scriptures are not given to contradict the reality of God. The Holy Scriptures are given to affirm His availability. 
affirm his reliability, affirm his ability, affirm his activity. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory, glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. And uh, you see how hard it is? I told you. I'm just trying to read a few scriptures. And um, it's there. That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Now, we have verses and we have chapters. And you know that they were not in the original letter. So this early on in the letter, the Apostle Paul is writing by hand. More than probably, if not... Um, uh, affirmatively in the Greek language. Does that make sense? And so he's writing in the Greek consistent with the Septuagint, the Old Testament written in the Greek and, uh, uh, and given to the North African church. You understand? The quotes are a lot uh, similar to that. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. And, and so... Um, if, if this early in the epistle, he's saying to us, just as he's saying to the Corinthians, that your faith should not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. He, he's definitely saying this faith is going to live on. This teaching is going to continue. The, these, um, these agreements that, of doctrine that the church is going to come into regarding everything from... Uh, um, the uh, believer, the Jewish believers form of worship, the Gentile believers form of worship and their agreement of being one people that God makes no distinction between them purifying the hearts of everybody by faith these things are going to what? live on they're not going to be wiped out they're not going to be are you listening to me? they're not going to be erased They're they're going to be there your faith. How many believe your faith is the faith? Yes. How many think the faith of God that he gives us we're stewards over? Yes. We're not manufacturers of the faith. And we don't own the faith. We don't work the faith. We work with the faith. Yes. Faith works by the love of God. Yes. And God is love. Yes. Isn't that powerful? Yes. It gives us the, that 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 uh, that in, so it's very important. So, if if our faith should rest in the power of God, then our faith should rest in God, because God and His power, or power, is the result of God's godship. You know how many how many of you know uh, uh, at the risk of being funny, God doesn't have to. doesn't have to know his his his, uh, power is real our faith should rest in the power of God and our faith does rest in the power of God 
So he goes on, however, howbeit we speak wisdom among them which are, what, perfect or mature, right? Not the wisdom of this world, nor the princes of this world that, comes, that come to naught. What is the wisdom of this world? Earthly, sensual, devilish. <clears throat> Earthly, tangibly oriented only, or let me rephrase that, carnally oriented. Because the tangible is still holy if you, if, you, if you have anything to say about it. Hallelujah. These are holy hands. How many could agree? Lift up your hand. These are holy hands. He's given us holy hands. He works through these hands and so these hands are holy. Thank you. Hallelujah. These are holy lips. He speaks through these lips. <laughs> Amen. That's why these lips are holy. He called you holy. Are you listening to me? Anyway, so, so the carnal is different than the tangible. But earthly is carnally. That's what it's talking about. Earthly is carnally. Heavenly or divinely is tangibly more real than the condition that Adam sold the earthly into. Because Christ had victory completely and therefore erased the authority of Adam and annihilated all of it off of the lives of you who believe according to the level of faith you're allowing the Lord to take you to. Oh, Adam, nothing in the fall. Give Christ, the risen Savior, all of the credit for accomplishing your full and total redemption from the curse of the law, having been made a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree, so that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles, upon all nations, through Jesus Christ, that we might receive. Oh, somebody needs to shout today and jump up and give God some honor. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. And so, so earthly, he's talking about carnally, sensual, he's talking about illicit, and that's not the nature of the Christian. And when it comes at you, don't claim it. Don't say that's just me, that's just my humanity, that's just, no, no, nonsense. Reject it, resist it. It's inconsistent with who you are. You're born of God. You are a new creature. Old things are passed away. All things are become new and all things are of God. You're the redeemed. You're the chosen. You're the elect. You're the anointed. And if you'll stick to God, God will continue to help you, aid you, lift you, bless you. Hallelujah. And so also this earthly wisdom is the princes of this world that come to naught. Their wisdom is earthly, sensual, and what? 
devilish. Now, how many would like to know in one word what the devil's entire power is? One word. Discord. That's it. The devil just wants to rip apart. That's it. He wants to rip apart. He wants to take from you what God wants you to know. He wants to hide from you what God is revealing to you. He wants to divide what you have an alliance with God with. It's discord. So the, the entirety of the so-called devilish wisdom is to separate, divide, so discord, make this one say those people or that or this or that or the other. Are you listening to me? And so this is why it was so powerful when we went back to our own company. And um, do you know, we were told don't preach in that name anymore. Say, why is that? Because the discord sower hates that name. When we speak that name, we call on the name that is above every name. The power of heaven comes, hallelujah, into manifestation. He's here right now. This is good teaching. But, but he says, not the wisdom of this world, nor the princes of this world that come to naught. But we speak the hidden wisdom um, in a mystery. Is that what it says? We speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom, which God hath ordained before the world unto our glory. Praise God forevermore. Notice it is the purpose of God to glorify the believer. And so we, we, it's the purpose of God for us to, to, to remember this. That we're not just going to a place called glory. Amen. How many know we, 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 it's not wrong to say they're in glory. It's not wrong. But when we think of heaven as the place of glory. Then we forfeit the glory of God on a place called earth. Now, I'm not making that up. I want you to read it. The, we speak wisdom among them. Go ahead. Yet not the wisdom of this world, nor the princes of this world that come to naught. But we speak what? Read it out loud. Ready? Ready? Read it. Stop. Which God ordained. God planned. Before the creation of the world. This wisdom. Unto to the intent. Of our glory. That means for the purpose of glorifying us. So when we go to glory. Are you listening to me? We would have been glorified. To get into glory because glory was made 
for the glorious people that God had before the world ordained to come into his glory actually is our Lord and Savior, the brightness of God's glory, the express image of God's person. So, 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 are you listening to me? So when you think well, we're going to, they went to glory. And so, so you put glory far away. Did, is that what the Bible teaches? Does the Bible tell me? Does the Bible say he's so up there? Who's going to bring him down? He's down there. Who's going to bring him up? Is that what the word tells me? No, that's the righteousness of the works. But the righteousness which is of faith speaks on this wise or speaks like this. The word is near me. Who's the word? The glory is near me in my heart and in my mouth. That is the word that we preach. Glory to God. Glory to God. This earth does not have enough devils or enough sin to keep the rule of Christ from reigning and manifesting his goodness in your life. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Are you getting anything out of this? He has ordained or he has chosen or he is destined before the creation of the world, before the world's unto our glory. He had a plan and that plan included our glorification, but we could not glorify ourselves there and no man can. Glory, hallelujah. The word became flesh and we beheld his glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Was there anything impossible for the word become flesh? Was water uh, impossible to walk on? Somebody said, well, we walk on the word. We, you can't walk on water. Well, who did Jesus walk on? Come on, let's just go beyond these little clever statements. Jesus walked on whatever he wanted to walk on. When the gift of God rose up in him to walk on water, he walked on water. He didn't care that he wonder and worry about where am I going to get a boat. He just stepped out and walked. Hallelujah. Somebody said that was Jesus. No, Peter said, if it's you, tell me to come. He said, come. And Peter started stepping out. Somebody's stepping out today. Somebody's stepping out today. Hey, glory to God. And his most victorious triumph is to yield his humanity, his flesh. I wish I had time. I'm not going to teach more than you can handle. Yield his humanity because you can't kill God. You can't kill the word. There was never three days where the word was dead. Because God is never wordless. Somebody shout. But what a, what a triumphant thing. What a, what a powerful thing. What a, uh, what a, whoo, glory to God. What a, 
What a what a shebro katalamande. Yes, kenemishte kenestai. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And he yields his life and he says, No man takes my life. I lay it down. And I, you're going to stand up all, all, all through the five more minutes I'm going to take? No, no, don't, don't do it. I know you can, but sit down if you can. And so he yields his, his, um, his life and he actually begins in the prayer of uh, um, agony, agony or consecration and, and dedication. Where he goes the third time and he goes a little further in Gethsemane and he prayed the more earnestly, King James says. But in other words, he prayed not more honestly. That's the Lord. More earnestly is an agonizing prayer, a prayer of supernatural wrestling. He's reaching the end of his humanity as the high priest. And he's, he's going to go where no man has gone before. He's going to lay down one life, but it is the life. He's going to lay it down and shed one blood, his blood. But he's going to shed his blood for everybody that would believe all the way back from the righteous that are in Abraham's bosom all the way forward to the end of the age of those that will be in need of the sprinkling of his holy and, and sin cleansing precious blood. And he begins to pray and he sweat as it were great drops of blood. And, and, and this, this journey to Golgotha after the beating and the mocking, the cruelty, the, the, the work that no man could have endured. In reality, no man should have been able to go through what he went through and no man could. And get his cross all the way up Golgotha. They would have died during the torture of the cruel Romans that had no limits on the number of whipping, beating, rod, spitting, punching, etc. They would have died then. But Christ was not just operating in only um, a limited humanity. Because an angel appeared to him in Gethsemane strengthening him. So that he may do what no man can do by the power of the God who has already predetermined a redeemer for you and I. His living word. Himself. The Lord. Yahweh. Jehovah. Shall provide himself a ram. I feel the power of the Holy Ghost. Come on, you can do it. You can live. You can be healed. You can be healthy. You can be blessed. You can run the race. You can learn. You can grow in the things of God. You can do all things through Christ, which strengthens you. But he, he also fulfilled every word spoken through the Spirit by him, through the old uh, testament when he had fulfilled it said it is finished father into your hands I commit my spirit and they brought him down and uh, you know cleansed his body and buried him and sealed the tomb etc 
um, you know, uh, so-called, so-called rule of earth. So-called, for the first time in humanity, he raised himself. He said, I lay down my life and I take it up again. This commandment or this word I receive from my father. I'm going to lay down. I'm going to take it up again. If he took it up again, he could take you up. If he, if, he, if he took it up again, he could lift you up. If he took it up again, he can heal you. If by his stripes he were healed, then you are healed. Get this power into your body. I'm going to lay hands on you in the next session. I'm telling you. Do you have a moment? Sit down for a minute. Pastor Christie, um, go to uh, the book of Revelation, the first chapter, and uh, look at um, verse um, 11 and uh, and read it saying I am Alpha and Omega the first and the last and what thou seest write in a book and send it unto the seven churches which are in Asia unto Ephesus and unto Smyrna and unto Pergamos and unto Theatira and unto Sardis and unto Philadelphia and unto Laodicea. Now, if you notice verse 8, can you read verse 8? I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord. Keep going. Which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. The what? Almighty. The what? The what? Shout with the voice of triumph. Come on, shout. Now, now, if you notice, because I took you there because he saith the Lord, I am Aleph and Tau. The, the, the Aramaic is Tau, the letter Tau, and the word Tau, the word Tau is sign. Are you listening to me? The letter Tau is, is, is a cross, is a T. <laughs> Interesting. The Aleph and Tau, the, the end, hallelujah, it, it is finished, is the last letter of the Hebrew, Paleo-Hebrew alpha, alphabetic and the Aramaic. Isn't that right? And in case you didn't know, he's writing in the Greek. Omega is the last letter in the alphabet. That's the first and last, how many understand the beginning and the ending. But now, when, when you read that, I'm the first and the last, 
um, and, and what you see, write it and send it to these churches, right? You have a, you, you, you have a beginning and you have an ending. But the one who's now, you have to find out, well, is, is the Lord talking about a beginning? Is there a beginning to the Lord? Well, then when he says, says the Lord, which was, how far back was he? Always. And is? And is to come. So that wasn't enough. So we went to verse what? Eight. And he said, I am what? I'm Alpha and Omega or Elephant Town. What? Saith the Lord. And was. And which is to come. The what? Shout that word again. Shout that word again. Now as believers. Do we all believe. That, that there's only one God. And therefore by definition. There's one, only one almighty. Come on, shout it if you... Yeah. I'm going to show you the greatest miracle. After this, you're just going to... You, you, you're just going to shake everything. <laughs> down under your feet. Accept the presence of God in your life. So we know the story. John the Beloved sees the Lord. And he turns and he sees the Lord. And he's seeing really the ancient of days, if you will. He's seeing the Lord. He knows the Lord. This is only like what? This is about, you know, 40 years after the ascension. Maybe 50 years after the ascension. There's no way the Lord grayed in 50 years. But he's... His hair is as white as wool, right? He's revealing his godship. He, 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 now, and so we, you can read his appearance, his real manifestation of his almightiness uh, uh, later, right? But what happened is John, who was accustomed to the power of God, Accustomed to the Lord, accustomed to the baptism of the Holy Spirit. They tried to kill John every which way. They put him in boiling water, church tradition says, and he wouldn't boil. They did everything to kill John. But he had a word. <laughs> he had a word from the word. What is it to you if he tarries till I come? So the whole church was saying, he ain't going to die, he ain't going to die. And when the whole church standing behind you... My God, when we're praying for you, when we're standing with you, when we have your word on our mind. I'm going to stop. Somebody shout with the voice of triumph. Oh man, you may be seated. And so he sees him, he sees him with a with a the golden belt gold. He sees him with, with the fine white linen, he sees his uh legs and his feet and 
and, and, and shins like uh, polished bronze or etc. He sees his eye, but he falls before him as dead. Right? This is, this is not uh, a newbie. This is a general of generals. Right? But, but, but then all of a sudden the glorious one reveals a greater dimension of glory. His physicality couldn't stand in that. See, there's always place for improvement. Hit, hit someone and say, you know that's right. Now, I saw, I saw some of you ladies, you missed the greatest opportunity. Go ahead and smack your husband. Or husband smack. Say, say, you know that's right. Even if you're single, smack somebody in, in, in love. In love, you know that's there's always room for improvement, right? But the entire atmosphere of 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 um, Patmos was changed. Notice, before he said, "Come up hither," in the fourth chapter, and I will show thee things which shall be hereafter. Before he went up hither to glory, glory was hither. And, and you know it's not that, it's not that the, the apostle John was taken off guard no he said I was in the spirit on the Lord's day he was already enraptured on the Lord's day but he went from that experience to another level he didn't just sit down and cross his legs and said I've seen it all been there bought the t-shirt got the degrees on the wall give me a break there is a calling for your life and so he heard the sound and, and we won't go there all the, and he fell before him as dead and, the, and, and you know what the Lord did touched him and strengthened him right and, and, and uh, this is why, where I wanted to take you um, and when he saw him he fell at his feet as dead in verse 17 and he laid his right hand upon me and said unto me Fear not, I am the first and the last. He laid his what? He laid his what? All right, sit down a moment, and you're going to read verse 18. Ready? Read it. No, that's it. That's it. Did you finish that? Verse 18. Do you you notice the power of that? So so this is very important because verse 8, or rather verse, um, um, yeah, verse 8 says the Almighty. Verse 8 says the Almighty. Verse 18, the Lord is speaking also about Uh, You did not leave my soul in hell. Neither did you suffer your Holy One to see corruption. 
We look at that and we say yea to that. And we also say yea to the writings of Peter that said, Being put to death in the flesh, he was quickened by the Spirit, by which also he went down and preached to the spirits that were once disobedient. Are you listening to me in the days of Noah? We say yes to both. Are you listening? So the Almighty continued, he said, to those who are... A, and see, he, the, he, God, uh, the, the devil didn't kill God, but the Christ laid down his life. Are you listening? And when he raised it up again, thank God forever, he, he qualifies for two realms. See, people don't understand the church was built by the God man. Jesus, upon this rock, I will build my church. So the glory came down to earth and became man so that he would fulfill in your life and mine according to the epistle of Paul to the Corinthians what he had predetermined or predestined before the world unto our glory and is Christ in us the hope of glory whom we preach. I feel the power of the Holy Spirit. My God. My God. My God. Hey. So, so, no, no, no. When some, when some cult or some new ager or some whatever says, well, we all have God in us and we all have Christ in us. My question is, is it the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth? If it is not, then we don't all have the same because it is the Lord who through the cross, by his blood, by his salvation, by his strife, by his death, and Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So sit down. I want you all to read it together. Please. Verse 18. Ready? Go. What? Was what? Go ahead. All right, and, and of course, we, we have some valid translations that have the keys of death, hell, and the grave. Are you listening to me? So, so this is the greatest, I told you it was the greatest thing, that he would become man, and then he would lay down his life, go through the most torturous, impossible to tolerate ordeal, but do it through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God to purge our conscience from dead works and then he he what the devil doesn't want people to know that he he was quickened by the spirit went down in a preach mode and preached to the spirits that were disobedient are you listening to me and he took the keys that used to be in the dominion of the prince of darkness and then on his way up glory be to God took his soul and his body in the resurrection and then when the disciples ran to the tomb and Peter walked in after the women already had gone there there, there, there was no body in the tomb no body because he, he's but, but who has the keys who has the keys who has the keys that means he has the authority over death. He has the authority over hell. 
He, he has given you and I the keys of the kingdom. Glory be to God. Are you listening to me? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so you have every, he has every legal right to say, write this and send it to all the churches. They're my churches. Write to all the churches because I'm the one that qualifies. I'm the one that was and was dead and I'm alive forevermore. And I died to gain you life and I took away the keys from the enemy. I blundered the power of darkness and supplied the power of God to my redeemed. Somebody lift your hands and shout like to the seven angels or the seven spirits. You remember that the seven lambs, seven spirits of God that go through the earth looking for the heart of a man or a woman on whose behalf they could show themselves mighty. That's the fullness of God sent into the planet to uh, find who's willing to live an extraordinary life because of the God uh, that is uh, promised to glorify them. So when, when, when John saw, he saw behind them seven lampstands that are representative of seven churches. And he saw in his hand, right hand, seven stars representative of the fullness of the Spirit of God and the messengers that will work also with the leaders of the apostles of the seven churches. And although in these texts, he talks to seven existing churches. These texts are not irrelevant to the church today. Because if the Lord is both the Lord of the churches and the Lord of the fullness of God, then he's still the Lord of the churches and the Lord of the fullness of God. And no devil will stop the church or defeat the church or stop you as a messenger of God. If you believe it, jump up and shout like you've never shouted in your life. Thanks for joining us on the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. Join us on our other podcast, Miracles Today. Connect with us at globalrevival.com and we'll see you next week.